welcome to Stop, Back, and Roll, a podcast about ditching the kayfabe so we can face-turn into X-Force. I'm Brandon. And I'm James. And today we'll be talking about doing a, our live show, as well as actually starting to write a game for the first time in a long time. Let's just start actually by saying that if you are listening to this podcast, you are probably realizing that you are listening to it on Tuesday and it is not live. And, <laughs> and that's a little bit on me. Uh, I had said that I thought that this was going to be our live episode and perhaps even a Q- Q&A episode. Um, and I did not make either of those things happen. Um, that's why we have sprints. Stuff came up. Yep, stuff came up. <laughs> um, so I do think that I want to do the next episode will be our Q&A episode. Um, I'll put a... I set up a Google form for you to submit for the listeners to submit questions. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes and I'll probably tweet it out and put it in the Discord too. Um it's a it's a very simple form just to like uh, record a question. Um, I'll actually make sure that it records your name or it gives you an option to put in a name so that we can uh, know who is asking the question. Yeah, get get name and pronouns in there so we yeah. can refer to you appropriately because we care a lot about that. And then probably question. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you want to commit to doing the next episode as a live episode? It'll be on March 2nd which is a Monday, two weeks from now. I am so torn because mm-hmm. the Pasión de los Pasiones Kickstarter will be going on during that time. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if that's like, yeah, perfect, or if that's <laughs> like, yeah, miserable. Okay, well, then we... <laughs> that decision should be made. <laughs> yeah, well, well, okay, so let's leave that mysterious and up in the air for now. <laughs> uh, and but we will confirm that before. But the next, but like definitively, we are definitely doing a Q and A episode. Yes, uh, that'll be easy for everyone. We'll collect those ep- those questions. Um, so I think that our scrum check in is going to be quick. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> because um, I did not do anything. That's okay. But that- I have a good reason. Okay. I think. Do you want is this do you want to talk about that reason or is that not a thing you want to talk about? No, I can talk about it. Um so the listeners can't see, but Brandon, you might be able to see behind me. Right there. Oh, how do I point in a camera? This is such good audio content. It's great. Um, there's a whole bunch, there's, it's there's also a whole actually great of, video content too, because I also can't see. Oh. Uh <laughs> there's a stack of, of bins behind me. Um and so what I have spent my time doing for the last two weeks is really digging into cleaning my room. Oh, nice. Um, I, I had hit a point where it was becoming very difficult for me to work because okay. I live in a house with four other or three other people. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the shared spaces are not private spaces. Yeah. They're very like wide open. And in like some of them, I can't make noise or listen to music in because I'll be disrupting. Like my roommate Dave's room only has a French door that <laughs> separates it between it and the living room. Yeah. So like, I, I'm aware of making not, not trying not to make too much noise, and so my bedroom is my safe space to go and do game design. Yeah, and when it is a nightmare, <laughs> which it half of it still is, um, it becomes very hard for me to focus and do work because everything just feels dirty. Everything is cluttered. My mental space gets cluttered. Yeah, and it's hard for me to kind of track that. Um, 
And so I said, I'm going to put down the put down the game design, and I'm going to really uh, make an effort to clean and organize. And some of it is also like I have somewhere in my room the character creation cards that I wrote up at Metatopia. Oh yeah. I do not know where they are. They are lost. And so I need to kind of go through the piles of papers and stuff to sort through them and find homes for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that I can find all my notes again and then actually write that part of the game. I totally hear that. I cannot tell you how many pieces of Pasir Notes Pasionas I hand wrote at various different times and then had to like find the piece of paper in yeah. order to... I try to make sure that I always have a a digital copy. Like I am, I hate my handwriting. And so I very rarely actually take physical notes, but this was a thing that happened like live during (laughs) Metatopia. And so I didn't, I didn't update my, my web stuff. I, unfortunately, I have a cool, um, I've, I've got a cool little thing. That's, uh, like a notepad that you write in. And oh, yeah, it yeah. turns it into a digital file. How's and it also, it's it's really cool. Uh, what I've been working on has been the Pasión de las Pasiones Kickstarter. Yeah. And so like I kind of during the middle of the day will get like, hey, we need to get this text put together for this thing. And so like during my lunch break, sometimes I've been able to just like sit down with this notebook and write. And then when, uh, and then just like have it turn it into actual text that I can just copy and paste in and i've got to do a little bit of editing yeah but it's pretty good that's very cool it does it does pretty good um transcribing whatever from your written hand yeah especially if i take my time at it which is probably good anyway but uh but it, it does pretty well i have to say that's cool so if i'm if i'm gonna pull up my my work sprint real quick yeah um i have not updated my work sprint even a little bit Oh, and I, I immediately abandoned the Google Sheet you used in favor of keeping everything in Notion because that's where I do all the rest of my work. We are monsters um, and terrible at managing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had, I had marked off. Yeah, I need to go. Th- I need to go through and do another pass on this because there are some things that I think that like the more design time or the more space I, p- I put between myself and these notes, like. I have this like the thing that I have labeled as in progress right now yeah. is uh should is should there be a way to keep track of ages like how old you are? Okay, and this is the thing I keep coming back and forth to. Like I can't decide if I think that it the game desperately needs it or not. Yeah, a couple people originally I thought it was going to need it, and a couple people have mentioned it. Yeah, but, like generally I think the answer is no because it's consequential but it's not that consequential yeah and it's you it's one of those things that's usually as consequential it's only as consequential as the players choose to make it yeah i can and see so, that being either literally the whole point of the entire game yeah or entirely inconsequential yeah which is where i started when i started yeah. i definitely wanted to lean on the how like the the broadening age gap between the the characters to sort of like to show because that's the thing that really shows like how long and and how painful this 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 thing is but as i've play tested and designed the game i've moved away from that i found that it's that that isn't as what's creating as a compelling a story and that what's more interesting is the what happens during the time how long is the time apart not not the cumulative nature of all of the time apart yeah that's so. interesting because I, in our discussions of this, had not realized you'd moved away from that. 
Yeah. Just, I mean, I think that it's still, it's interesting. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's ways that like the way to track it is that you can look at the cards on the table yeah. and that will tell you how many years have passed. Yeah. True. Approximately or closely. Um, and that was always sort of my, 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 uh, my take. Uh, there were some people who suggested having like another sheet of paper where you would like tick off your years off, yeah. or, or having some kind of a physical thing. I'm already at the point where this game is like a rule book and uh, you need to provide your own tokens to track <laughs> currency. And then it's like two sets of decks of cards. So it's already like a lot of physical things to play this game. Hey man, there's a, uh, there's, there's all of these box games now. I think how many box games do I own? I might own three box games. Hmm. Yeah, I own uh, Zombie World, The King is Dead, and Companion's Tale. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That reminds me, too, that I should uh, at some point discover <laughs> whether or not I own Zombie World. <laughs> I'm, I, in the continuing que- uh, story of the way that I engage with Kickstarter is yeah. I go, oh, that's a person I like, or a game that I want to support, or a game that I want to own, and then I back it, and then I immediately forget everything and never check my email, because I like <laughs> I like the moment where it shows up at my door, and I go, oh, cool, yeah. and I don't care, like, I'm, I'm there to back them, to support them financially, yeah. as long as I get the game eventually, I don't care, and I don't really care how long that takes, and so sometimes I run into things like, I can't remember if I backed Zombie World or not. I think if you had backed it, you would have it by now. But also, the other thing that happens is I because and this is this this actually loops back into my room being messy. Is sometimes I receive things and I go, <laughs> "Oh, that's cool. This should go on my bookshelf." I literally okay. can't get walk to the bookshelf, so it's going to go on this pile of things. I see. And then I, get I forget that. if I have it or not. Man, talking about kickstarters, there are yeah. some exciting kickstarters for the month yeah. of February. Uh, there like what? is uh, Descent into Midnight which is a underwater uh emotional discovery game uh that is it's a very cool game it's uh rich howard rich Kruitz landry and our very own taylor labresh nice uh i did a little bit of consulting on that one like a while back uh but then kind of dropped off the face of the earth because i was doing pasiones los pasiones and just couldn't put the time to it uh and also uh friend of the show kevin becker has princess world that is dropping i think today like not our today their today yeah um and uh pasión de los pasiones is still uh scheduled for february uh i don't want to be the one who slips up and says <laughs> what day it is uh because i think there will be a pretty probably be a pretty graphic or something like that i don't really know but yeah. i can tell you it's february okay and i can well, tell you that when you listen to next episode the Kickstarter will be going on. Right, because that'll be in March. It'll be in March, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, I've I've also, in time, confirmed that I did not back Zombie World. Uh, so I'm going to fix that later today. Because I should own that game. We should play that game. I yeah, love that I haven't game. played it. it. Really I've fun. never played it. You've never played it? Oh, it's delightful. I've never played it. It's really cool. It's it's intense. But in terms of like uh, my sprint... I had to get the Pasiones Pasiones Kickstarter done. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and there's so much work has gone into this from like awesome people. And like I'm I am looking at the Kickstarter right now and just like in freaking odd how cool it is. <laughs> um, well, and I can't wait to be able to show it to people. Yeah, I actually don't know if I can. I was going to say I'm just going to show it to you right now. 
but I actually don't know how to do that. <laughs> I will wait and I will see it soon with everyone else. I'm not special. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, if nothing um, else, I'm getting you in the in the preview round because there will there will be some time that pe- some people can preview. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that'll be cool. So whenever that comes out, I'm sure that people. If you are the kind of person who is listening to this podcast, you will definitely hear when that podcast or when that when that Patreon goes live. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna make a big stink about it um, because this is a uh, this is pretty cool. This, like yeah. this is like this is a game that you've been working on since like episode three of this podcast. So <laughs> the fact that we are like it's three years later and you're actually like it's a thing that people are gonna go buy, you uh, know, in, in a very professional way is very cool. It's really, it's really been pretty mind blowing, like going through and now going like, okay, what are some things we'd like to do as stretch goals? What kind of things do we want to do um, like above and beyond just the core book? Yeah. Uh, what are some things that people can get if they want to? Uh, and like, there's, there's going to be a new quick start that is just, I've seen it and it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really it's very cool. That is cool. And I can't wait to show people. <laughs> well, we'll probably have to do a whole episode on that when it comes out. Um, yeah, probably. I think there's some I think there's some some cool stuff that you've been doing with with um Powered by the Apocalypse that that I think other people haven't seen too much of and we haven't talked too much of yeah. publicly here because it's been a, it's been secret. It's been secret secret secret. secret, secret, secret so, secret, once it's not secret anymore, then let's do let's do some let's do a re let's do like our first actual real like full on post-mortem recap, like post-mortem <laughs> from your from game design cuz that's like I think a, that's a that's a thing that people that that's that is a that is a bridge that we have not had to cross before like that's true. I think that this might be one of the first games that we've taken or that, like you've taken I didn't really have that much part in it, um <laughs> taken from just a concept to like there's going to be a hard physical book that yeah. someone can buy and a kickstarter and like that whole process um, yeah. So we should look back on that and then reflect and talk about it and stuff. Sounds good. You know I'm down for it. Cool, 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 cool. So I have a couple things that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, that I we're gonna just kind of maybe see how many of them we hit. Um, so lightning round? No, not quite no. a lightning okay. round. Um, so one of the, one of the things that has been on my mind a lot is um. Uh, back in in November when I went to Metatopia, yeah. I went to a wrestling empanada place, and I just I, didn't, I actually don't remember if I went to the empanada place. Oh yeah, but I did go to a wrestling panel. Um, okay, I accidentally scared the crap out of the uh, the organizing staff because I tweeted about how I've never been to a Metatopia panel that had so much yelling in it. And they were they responded and were like, wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> and then a minute later, they were like, oh, you're in the wrestling You're in the wrestling one. Never mind. <laughs> uh, and I felt really bad about that. Oh, but that's, that is delightful, though. It was a, so. Um, but one of the things that came up was they were talking about the kinds of storytelling that wrestling uses. And OK, but um, can I I have to interrupt real quickly, because otherwise I'm going to be just holding this in my chest forever. I want to be involved in the panel that is so much yelling and isn't a wrestling panel. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I just want to be involved in the panel that just devolves into just (laughs) game designers shouting at each other in front of an audience. (laughs) God. (laughs) 
that yeah uh, hopefully 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 that doesn't happen or is planned hopefully that doesn't happen but if it does is if it does then you won't be there call me (laughs) okay okay um and so so one of the things that came up was uh actually our friend of the show jeff stormer talked about um or made this like they were like the the whole panel um and it was two whole panels it was it was the most wild uh panel at metatopia that i have ever been to uh at one point the whole second panel group came in and flipped a table that the first (laughs) panel was sitting on and took over um in sort of some sort of a thing um but so there was there were a lot of people i can't remember all their names but they were it was a phenomenal panel um and they were talking about the kind of like thin layer they they were they were relating the concept of the way that wrestling does storytelling Mm -hmm. to a uh like a puff pastry where it's wow that is not the direction i thought that was i thought you were going to talk about tabletop rpgs well because of the concept of the show um but that's that was the concept of the the panel but that it uses these thin layers um like rather than having like rather than any one storyline being this like extremely deep in-depth complicated story yeah they use these thin st- thin layers of story that okay. are then layered on top of each other, and so you might have like a character, like the, the example they used of like were characters that were rivals, and the one the one um, the one wrestler moved to Japan to to train in order to fight this person who was the supposedly the greatest wrestler, and they were going to learn, and like that's not really a, a, that deep of a story, but no. like there there you go and then like after they're there for a while and then their story becomes well they've they've now competed against this person and come to a draw multiple times uh, or defeated them once or whatever and then like slowly they become there's like a romantic element to it and then they become rivals again and then they work together and then because there's another big like other storylines come in there's another there's another um group of like villain heels that come in and then they have to work together to defend uh their part of the story and so you have like yeah none of these layers is all that uh detailed and and not particularly yeah they're not particularly caring too much about uh like building canon but it's um yeah. but th- but there's so many layers that now when you look back like any one event that happens with those two wrestlers has all of this year these years of history and you can yeah. go back and 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 even though you're not like you're slowly building depth and mm-hmm. and it kind it's of reminded like me a little it's yeah it's incidental um and it and it's 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 interesting because it means that each layer of storytelling is easy to create because yeah. you're not you're not asking there isn't like a heavy lift because again it's wrestling um yeah. and so, so there like, might it be needs a heavy to, lift there might be a, <laughs> there might be a heavy lift but it'd be eh? we want that to happen in in the squared circle so um i don't know what that means and i'm not going to justify it's, it with it's, a response okay it's the ring oh, um, okay but um the and so it reminded and so you build out these these sort of more complicated stories by creating the simpler easier lift of these thin layers of story right you don't need you don't need to like know everything in order to go in and accept like yeah these two are rivals so he went to go train with somebody and it also lets you it lets lets people enter the story at differing different points yeah so they can say 
like the, like you might only need to know these two are rivals or yeah. now they're working together to defeat this third person. Um, and then while you're there kind of at the event experiencing the story, someone might turn to you and be like, Hey, did you know these guys used to like hate each other and now yeah. they're working together and that helps you sort of like, and then it's an easier entry point into the story. I'm, I'm reminded a little bit of like comics with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Like, um, like you, you, you're, you pick up a book and you see uh, Sabretooth beat up Wolverine on his birthday because it's Wolverine's birthday. This is a, yeah. this is a comic book fact I've just been obsessing with lately. <laughs> uh, and so you don't know that Sabretooth used to be Wolverine's dad and then was Wolverine's son and all of that. <laughs> but if you don't worry about it, okay. I didn't know that, that. that's continuity errors, not uh, not time, uh, not okay. time travel. Uh, but like you don't need to have all of those bizarre stories coming in because you can yeah. just see the small story here and accept it. Mm-hmm. And then it's things the can easy call back. Entry point. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's an easy entry point that there is clear depth to and then you go investigate and yeah. find more. It reminded me the most actually of um, the the what's the the Baron von Munchausen uh, game mm, where you're telling yeah. stories and I was wondering uh, and like this is a thing that has been like just like sort of percolating in my mind for a long time but a a game that is sort of like that sort of like microscope because microscope is the same thing where you're building thin layers and then every once yeah. in a while you dive into a specific layer and you and you focus on it for a while and one of the things that I have always that that I love for Baron von Munchausen um where you are telling a story and then someone else can spend currency to correct, correct one of your facts. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that that makes the, it means that it means that, and then you, and then you switch to the next person and the next person tells their story, but it means that each of the individual stories are not connected. Right. And it means that the relationship between the players is competitive and argumentative. And, I was wondering, like, this is the thing that's been that's been uh, like eating away at my brain for a while of a concept for a game that is like that, but focusing on storytelling, where you're telling layers of stories rather than trying to correct. Like, you never, you never would, you would never say you said you told this story of how they were they were originally these these two characters were originally rivals, and I'm going to throw down some currency to correct you but i'm gonna say here's how like i want i want them to be lovers and so i will tell a story that uh, that is how the thin layer that is how what is what gets them from rivals to that and then you might and then the next person in the line would tell the story of how they go from lovers to co-workers again to then defending their title against this this third party um and so that over the course of the the evening while you're playing this game, rather than telling a series of unrelated stories where you're constantly moving currency around to correct each other, you're instead building layers of thin storytelling. And I, 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 I think it would be an interesting party game because, again, in that same way, it would be easier for people to drop in and drop out and to kind of like either either help build some story and then leave or if someone shows up late they could sit down and and listen to the current story and then as they're telling their part of the story people could be like hey did you know that like that, like this has happened before x y and z here's like here's parts of the story and then you kind of do that thing where when multiple people are workshopping a story together you start to build and mesh the stories together 
uh, in, in an interesting way. And that's the kind of story, like that kind of group workshopping storytelling is what I'm, what I personally really enjoy. And, yeah. and I think that, uh, and I, and I've been, I've been kind of like trying to think through a game that would be like that kind of easy storytelling game that is easy for people to get involved with, like for first time players. Um, and I, I and I, this is just like, it's, it's been, it's been, this is a game that has been on my mind for a long time that I haven't like been working on specifically, but it covers so many things that I want in a game. Like I like games where you don't play characters where you're telling the story from the story's perspective. Um, like, like we kind of talked through a, uh, a writer's like a CW television show writers game a while back. Yeah. Um, but something like that where it's, it's focusing more on the story than on individual characters. I like games that are, easy to drop in and drop out of. I like games that are designed for people who aren't role players. Yeah. Um, and who can use it as like a first level game. Um, and so this kind of hits, ticks all of those boxes for me. And um, I, I don't quite know how to make that work other than just like, say you tell stories. Um, I don't know what kind of mechanics it needs to have yet. It should probably have something I, I was desperately Googling on my phone, to, which is why I was a little quiet there, because uh, there is a game that you make a dungeon, mm. and like you tell the history of the dungeon. I think it's just a one-player game, so it's yeah. like it's like one of those like lonely fun DM games uh, that I cannot find for the life of me. But I'm totally into this idea of it as a party game. Like I think that has an enormous amount of potential. Um, it's called. <laughs> How to did host a dungeon find it already? by God. Tony Dowler. Why are you how did you do that? Because <laughs> I, you know I own it. it. Huh? What? I own it. And so it's oh, on my okay. computer. And so I just went to my my folder of PDFs of light games or solo play single player games and I had it right there. I was like Googling like game where you make dungeon and it's like Minecraft. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Game where you yeah, make you start you play over the series, like oh, you play through a series of ages. Yeah. Um, and, and strata out your dungeon. It's kind of, it's kind of very interesting. So it's exactly kind of what I'm thinking of, but like in like a more, in like a more broad sense. Yeah. So, so do you want, we've got half an hour. You want to make a game? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Cause I've got, I think like we're talking a light game, right? We might be able yeah. to make this. Do you want to try to make this happen? Yeah, sure. What do we want in terms of requirements? I'm because like okay, so like what are our goals? Our goals are to tell a weird, cool story of some kind. Yeah. Do I you want it to be genre specific or? I don't know. I don't think it needs to be. I I have a theory. Okay. I think it should be. I think it's it'll be like. I like it as an introduction to role-playing games. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want there to be funky little dice. Okay. Do you like funky uh, little dice? I always like funky little dice. So what if players... Okay. We've got players, right? Yeah. And like, I don't know if we have like post-it notes or we have like a big piece of paper in the middle. I like post-it notes. Or even just like a note taker, like someone with like a yeah. pad and paper, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. there's there's got to be some way that there is stuff on it because like I think what you want a party game to be is people see it happening and go, "Hey, can I join in?" Yeah, like, yeah, like that's Baron Munchausen totally has that because you've got people talking in like 
big mm-hmm. old-timey accents, telling stupid stories, shouting at each other, and throwing chips. Mm-hmm. So, like, and sometimes, uh, I think, flicking rubber bands at each other. <laughs> That's I, a rule variant think, we've never done. I'm not sure I have played that, yeah. Uh, you can challenge someone to a duel. Oh, okay. That uh, yeah, makes sense. If you're dishonored. We've never yeah. done that. <laughs> um, But, so, like, I think things that make the game interesting are things that mean you've got like a cool like something that looks like what are these people doing yeah and an excuse to pick up little pretty dice yeah 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 i think that 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 sort of involved in that too is a um because the other thing i love in games is kind of like rituals yeah and so i think that if some i want the game needs to have a a recap ritual for if someone joins the table, you quickly run through the whole story and tell yes. get get them caught up. Like <laughs> with the intention that you're not spending any time on any of the details, you're just yeah. going to be like, this guy went to this place to do this thing, and this was his rival, and then eventually they became lovers, and now they're working together because they got employed by the same company, and they're so they're working in the same office. But then someone else came in and like tried to take over their office because, and then now they they hate their their boss more than they hate each other, and they've turned that fiery passion of love into a competitive. Uh, fighting of this third party i've been yeah like that's i think that is exactly what it should feel like right um i've been binging uh jay and miles explain the (laughs) x-men yeah and like so i'm seeing this like immediately in my mind as being able to do that kind of comic book Mm -hmm. nonsense too in part because i'm a huge comic book nerd yeah 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 but here's my thinking okay what if so i think it like okay let me let me throw down structure of like an idea and if you, you let me know if you like it or not. Yeah. At the beginning of every round, everybody gets some amount of dice. Yeah. And they roll those dice and the dice tell them something. Okay. So like, uh, if this round you get a D8, maybe D8 is like types of conflict. And you've got a seven. And so it's like, uh, like someone mm. gets killed, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And... From there, you just do the story. And so, like, maybe there's some kind of thing that determines who starts it. Maybe there's one person who's, like, in charge, who's, like, the director for that moment. And they start to tell the story. And other players, as they get chances to throw in conflict and throw in events, like, from their cards, Mm -hmm. or from their roles, rather, then do it, right? And so, like, if you've got, like, uh... If you've got like, you know, these, these two people become rivals, like, like, yeah. like a rivalry forms is what you rolled. Then you're sitting there and you're going like, all right, when's it going to come up? And like, you don't have to wait for someone to say rivalry. You yeah. then say, oh yeah. And okay. then these two characters become rivals. And then like um, on the piece of paper, swink, these guys are rivals. And like, you just like map it all together. I was definitely thinking about it like the Baron von Munchausen style where one person is telling a story and everyone's listening and then the next person tells the story and everyone's listening. But I wonder if it doesn't make sense for it to be more like, kind of like what you just described where it's a little bit more like, um, so uh, sorry, let me, let me jump back. So what I'm imagining is kind of like there are a series of tables. Like the book is probably even mostly tables. I think so. Of, of things of, of like elements to the story. And so you, yeah, like you said, you roll a die. You're, and so then you're looking for 
elements like betrayal or um, you might roll a new character and then um, and so as some like there is someone who is telling the story, but people are riffing off of each other and adding to the story to fit their 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 thing into the story. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if it isn't almost like a um, you roll your element and then we have to work together to fit all of our own ele- all of our elements together into the story. Yeah, but that's cool. no one knows what everyone else's element is. Yeah. It's almost so, like reverse once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like I might have a I might have I might have rolled a character and then like so you roll a character or you roll on an initial table that tells you what type of element that you're going to add and yeah. then you maybe go to the character table and you roll an archetype for the for the story and then so you know that there is a newcomer who's going to yeah. enter the story. And so you're just kind of waiting for someone else to be like um where they need some new character or some character to bring back in. you're like, boom, it's the newcomer. It's this character. I created them. Here's like, here's a quick two second thing on them. Yeah. And you're, this is actually, oh, this is really interesting. So um, this actually feels perfect for like, for like wrestling or comic books. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think that's, I don't know that it needs to be that genre specific, but I think it is definitely about, it's that, um, it's, it's about a group of people who take actions like yeah. this isn't a story of a town. This isn't the story of a like a theater. I mean, it could be a theater company, but like it's it's a it's people who take actions. Um, it's people who go on adventures. Perhaps um, it's not people who wait for life to come to them. I mean, I think any okay. This this is going to be me showing my story biases. Uh, I think stories about people that do things is the good stories. Yeah. Well, you know, like there's got to be like if nothing is happening, you yeah. haven't told a story. Right, You've that's described fair. a situation, right? So that's like fair. that's fair. Like a town that they're doing nothing. Yeah, not great. But like I think you could tell. Like you could say this is about the inhabitants of this town when this yeah, event happened. Okay. I yeah. could definitely see it being a like a, a sort of about a western where you have all the different players uh, yeah. of the, the 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 sheriff and stuff. I think it is an it, I think it tells an ensemble story the best. Definitely. Where yeah. players can enter like where characters can enter and leave uh focus. Yeah, and I think I think you almost need to have a situation that characters can come back. Yeah. So like I think Lord of the Rings is mm-hmm. I mean Lord of the Rings is a bad example because characters come in and out of the parties constantly. <laughs> but like a, like an adventure story where what where like two people are going off and are not going to be nowhere near anybody and can't reconnect with them. Yeah. Is not great for this. No. Cuz then you're telling a sequential story. Yeah. And I feel like the like it should be a story. I feel like it it makes sense for it to be a story that's a little hard to tell sequentially because of the amount of connections between characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like I feel like yeah. it should web, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where like the recap mechanic has got to be it's interesting fun. because it, like the key to the recap thing is that it has to be fast. Yeah, so you've, you're gonna miss things, you're gonna forget things, and then you're gonna rediscover those things later. Yeah, exactly. Um, it actually, um, this is like a we- the really weirdest connection to make, but I I went on a um um a leadership offsite with my company uh recently. <laughs> And this is the weirdest one, connection to make, yeah. And one of the the games or one of the like sort of activities we did was we were given um 
a set of those like large um lego blocks for like young young kids duplos and uh yeah i think not maybe not quite that big they were like middle sized it was another off brand um but we were told here's the brand whatever here's the thing that you're gonna the here's the thing you're gonna build it's gonna be a tower Mm -hmm. Uh, it was just like a simple four layers uh four layers of bricks tower and everyone had a rule that they had to to um apply to the tower so like my rule was no two colors next to each other or um like none of you couldn't go yellow green yellow you had to go yellow green blue okay um, so you couldn't like alternate colors okay. in the tower, and so every time we tried to assemble the, that that chunk of the tower, I would go, no, 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 can this block needs to go over there, or we need to bring in this other block, um, yeah. or someone else had a rule that was like make sure every level of the tower has a green block, yeah, um, and so if we made it through it like laying out the those blocks for that level and it didn't have a green block, they'd be like, no, 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 wait, hang on, and then so you would slowly over the course of play. Uh, figure out what their rules were to try to like. That's cool. And there were some people who had more obvious rules, and some people had had uh, more like obscure rules. And it was actually it was a very cool group building experience because it was all about like figuring out or like being aware that there are things that your coworkers won't be able to tell you because they don't know that they should. And so you okay. should always be acting like you should always be be working with your coworkers as though they have rules they have to follow that they don't think are weird enough to mention to you. Right. Yeah. And it was a good it was a good like sort of team building thing for that. But I think that like that experience of being like, we're going to tell a story and each of us has elements of the, that story, but we don't know what elements they are. Yeah. And then finding a way to make that story work is sort of hits that same part of my brain. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So, and so sorry. Yeah, so where are we now? So I think we've got like a general concept of like what play looks yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I'm a little torn between going like making it generic will mean you can do whatever and going like making it generic will make it less interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if this is the kind of thing that you have like a playset, right? That you're going yeah. like, uh, like I have, like I I have a D10 that like I this round I got a D10 and a D6. I roll these two things and we are playing in this playset. So X Y Z happens. Yeah, and even if it isn't, even if the like, even if the things that you're rolling on are non-specific, like the tables are generic. Yeah, but the but you have some like archetypes that kick off the story, like some yeah, play true. sets that help that sort of kick you off um, or maybe add potentially extra rules yeah. um, for that play set. We could have like the, the wanding group of wandering group of D and D style adventurers or the, 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 the small town that isn't big enough for two people out in the West uh, or the, uh, the, the story of the wrestlers or whatever, um and then there the, might be the five con- combined x-men titles yeah 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 um because <laughs> that's what i want to play needless to say and you have there would be different things that would go through that you would roll on tables to set up and kick off the story yeah and then once you do that maybe you follow the same the same like sort of uh tables that you roll on um 
This is interesting. So like, so like, I think what we would, what you would need to have at the table is a place where notes are being kept. Yeah. A, some, some kind of access to tables and knowledge from that, which like is admittedly having to print some stuff out. Yeah. Uh, and part of me wants like a bag of dice so that like on your turn, you are given two dice and based on what you got, you're making some rolls or some decisions. Yeah. I don't know. I really like, um, the, the, there's a whole bunch of tables in blades in the dark, which I've been running recently Yeah, that are, you roll two dice and in Blades, it's always 2d6s. Yeah. And then you take the first die, tells you how many columns to go over, and the mm-hmm. next one tells you how many rows to go down. Yeah, Fiasco so has that. Two- that was, that's what I was picturing from that. And so I like the idea that you maybe have like this big 12 by 12 chart, and you pull from the, the bag of dice two random dice. So you might only get a d6, and then you can only get up halfway through the, the grid. Mm. And it, it always artificially limits what you can possibly pull from. So you could make like some weirder things on the outside edges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Or you could have different tables. So like you pull a six and an eight. And so you turn to the six by eight table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's another way to do it. Because then you could get to so like, if we if you did make it genre specific, you could get into some like real weirdness. And like, so like, let's say superheroes is the easy one for me. You you pull a 10 by 12, and you're like, oh, this is 120 different powers. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, someone manifests powers. I rolled a 10 and a 12. Huh. I, I like the idea of having... I think initially I liked the idea of having one table that you rolled on, but yeah. having a bunch of individual tables is very interesting because then you kind of like visually it becomes a, like if you're thinking about fitting all of these different tables onto one, one or two sheets of paper, they kind of fit together nicely, like in a sort of Tetrisy block thing. I'd, I have no clue how it would fit on one piece of paper though. Like if, like, I mean, depends upon the depending- amount of spaces yeah that you're allowed like the amount of like if you're going four to twelve yeah then you need a four by four four by six four by eight four by ten four by twelve yeah okay so but, that's oh so maybe but that even, might also be that might also just be an absurd thing to do you know yeah okay but i was thinking with that how do you so so sorry here i was my brain just caught up i was thinking with that how do you decide what element that they are uh that they're they're rolling for but the answer is each of those tables is its own element yeah and so if you you draw two dice and that tells you which element you're going to choose from yeah and oh that's interesting because then if you like load the bag of dice with with a lot of duplicates, you might get one round where like everyone is drawing a location. True. And now we're like going on a journey this trip or this part yeah. of the story. This layer of the story. Um This man, is weird. This is weird, but I kind of dig it. Yeah, I do I like this a lot. Um I like this a lot. I think that you're right. I think that I think that the pl- the, 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 the I think that the it might need a generic like hero's adventure kind of um playset that is the sort of generic thing you could always start with but finding a way to make playsets that are more specific to the genre are important because you would want yeah you would want a table for um for a superhero game that was uh superpowers yeah absolutely. at least one table for superpowers 
I I kind of also like that. So I'm sorry. I'm just kind of thinking about how like if if everyone pulls dice to roll, um, and then rolls and you pass you pa- you roll your dice, you pass around the piece of paper, you write down on a sticky note the thing that is your element that you're adding. Um, yeah. Someone maybe ro- rolls a power, so we know that like laser vision is going to show up at some point in this in this layer of story. But yeah. I think that also having them be specific elements means that also later on as we're telling the story if we need a power but no one else like if we want to say here is the new a new villain comes into town and yeah um but there isn't a person who has a powers element then you could just artificially also roll on the table to pull a random power like to add more elements to the story it might not be the extent of their powers um, or there might be like stuff about them we don't know yet, but I like the idea that you can that you're not. I think that I think you should be you should have to, you should have to incorporate all of the elements you roll, but that is not necessarily yeah. the extent of all of the elements. Although I mean, you can also make stuff up. You know, yeah, like if, that's you, true. if like if if you and I are playing and we've got like a new villain that came in, and we're like, uh, neither of us rolled really what their power should be. Uh, Maybe we don't even, but okay. But 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 now I'm now I'm contradicting. I'm coming back around on. Here's the counter argument to what I what I just said is if my goal here is to produce thin layers of story, well then yeah. maybe the answer is if if we've drawn a card for a new villain but we don't know what their power is, then we don't know what their power is. It's a mm-hmm. mystery. We know they're a villain, um, but in this layer of story, we don't I, get that I, detail. I wonder a little bit though if that makes it more difficult. Okay. Like yeah, I feel I think- a little bit like if I was going like uh like it would be harder for me to tell a story about a villain. About a villain that doesn't have that that I'm we not allowed yeah, to talk know. about the powers. Yeah. My then to the just thing go I was like reacting he shoots Beyblades was- out of his eyes. Yeah. The thing that I was reacting to was what I don't want is everyone to flesh out every detail. Oh, for yeah. every element, because again, we are going for the thin layers of story. Yeah. Um. So, man, I think this is. I. I. I'm gonna like. I should not start writing writing another game, but this might be a nice like little palate cleanser type yeah. game. Yeah. I. I really. This is one. This is one that let's let's uh let's work uh together on this one. I actually really yeah. like this one. Yeah. Let's. Uh. I think the key is going to be figuring out. Um, how many dice are gonna like what what sizes of dice we're gonna use? Yeah, and that will tell us how many tables we we need, and yeah. then figuring out from there how many tables it'll be. Just figuring out which tables make sense to do for which things. Yeah, and there's there's some things that like that would be very difficult. Like there is something to be said for not using the twenty sided die, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think the largest you'd want to go is twelve, the d twelve. But I also really do like the idea of just reaching into the bag, like not having yeah. to prep it. Just like yeah. one of your friends yeah. is a dice geek, so they grab their dice bag. Yeah, I think that's definitely... I'm that person. I have a huge bag of dice. Yeah. Having a game to play with my huge bag of dice would be very cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's a low prep. Um, no one is... like All you need to do is someone has to print out the playset, so you yeah. have the list of all of the tables. Um, there might be a couple things you roll artificially at the beginning to sort of set your story off. Yeah. Um, like you might want to generate a couple characters 
you might want to do whatever, like whatever it might be. It'll be playbook specific, some facts mm-hmm. about the town, some facts about the, whatever the, the story is you're telling. And, and then you just get right into it. Yeah. I really like this. I'm, with I'm the, very much into this with the goal kind of being don't linger on any individual part of the story. Yeah. Get through, find a way to yeah, fit the everybody's quick. Yeah. Find a way to fit everybody's stuff into the, into the one layer as fast as possible and then progress time a little bit until the next layer. Yeah. Yeah. With, with some kind of a ritual between rounds to recap the whole story so far. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, that there's a possibility certain things would play differently. Like I could see, I could see doing comic books as like essentially sequential, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, I think like if you were doing comic books, the the way to play that game would be to go okay this next one is about x factor x yeah. factor is these four characters that we've previously established and then people mm-hmm. are like okay guess that's a thing and we're like all right these guys are a team sometimes and we're doing this thing yeah whereas a story about like the western town or the the kingdom uh like the fantasy kingdom or the medieval kingdom would be i think is more interesting for me to tell uh, like a generational, like roguelike type story, like what, like each, each, um, each layer, kind of like the 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 how to host a dungeon thing, where it's like every layer yeah. is another age that has gone by, and so you're you're building on the bones of the previous level. You know what this is? This is this isn't one game. No, this is a system mm-hmm. that plays a variety of games. Interesting, because because I don't like. I think that like that the generational thing you're talking about is yeah. completely right and it's completely wrong for a comic book. Yeah. Well, and that's so why like I, but like but I think I think that the point there is that what defines the like the 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 the, the, gap, the gap of time between layers of story is yeah. the playset. Yeah, but like like I could also see there being some use in in having rounds that feel different. Like like Okay. You know, because like, I think there are some rounds that it makes sense that it's like that one person is driving the story mm-hmm. and other people are inputting. But I could see a thing where it makes more sense that people are just declaring facts. Yeah. Like, like if you think of like a slow burn Western, like the first three quarters of a slow burn Western are just declaring random facts about random people. Yeah. You know, like like we don't care about the sequential story until like the last Yeah, yeah, it's it's the last it's 10 minutes. All of the people and then they come together. Which like uh, I, I feel like that format is maybe even different. Like, yeah, I guess the, like that almost feels like a different be, game. How much of that can you cover in just the in the like how much of that core play structure can you differentiate in the playset versus yeah. how much does it need to be structurally us like have roots that are the same but but it like in terms of the system but have it be a different game yeah and like my part of it is also is just like looking at at like what is the work to product thing mm-hmm. like if does it make sense do is it easy enough to make play sets that you would want to make a, a game book like a product that is five of these or is that horrific and painful and it would be way better to do one of these and say 
this is this is your you know this is western town the zoom in yeah slow slow burn feel i think there is definitely if nothing else there might be a distinction between um the like comic booky where you're telling like the comic book story or the story about Lord of the Rings, where it's functionally like the same group of people. We might yeah. add people to the story, but we're moving through and like, and we might do like a this level, this pass of the of the thin layer. We're talking about the X Force, or this layer we're talking about yeah. the Wolverine solo. Um, but it's functionally the same stories happening roughly at the same time versus the how to host a dungeon, uh, almost dungeon dungeon uh, 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 like history. The, What's the uh, uh, dwarf fortress? Yeah, um, kind of style where you you play until you fail, and then you start a new a new dungeon in the same world, and you're building on the yeah. histories. Yeah, um, like those because in that I think there's a there there might be a a distinction there because for those you're creating for that kind of like uh, archival like layered storytelling you're creating elements that might pass from one to the other but characters definitely won't and yeah. so the, the game will weave differently than if you have to like try to bring back all the characters definitely so that might be a separate game with all, on this like storytelling system mm, i'm into this yeah that's good that this has been i'm, I'm glad we came and found a <laughs> we found we found the thing to, to 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 move forward with this because i've just been thinking about this for a while um, without really being able to like get past the is it just Baron von Munchausen but not competitive? <laughs> yeah, and, like, that was like I got stuck on that for so long. Yeah, that I I couldn't find a way through. I'm into cool, this. Cool. I'm very into this, and I have like all sorts of thoughts on how it could be played <laughs> in different medium too. Okay, this could you, this could be one of those like bizarre Twitter games even. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just love that 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 group workshopping of a story where everyone is everyone is just sort of throwing out things and saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if this?" and "Wouldn't it be cool if that?" and and yeah. it's actually it's what um at this year's Metatopia I got to sit in on a focus group for the game to bring it back to Jeff Stormer, um his It's a Strange World game, which is a it's designed to play Planetary, the comic book. Um, okay but the core of it is like that you're it's it's a world in which there are all of these interconnected canons from like different kinds of stories and you play a group of detectives who are trying to solve a crime or to uncover something and so for that you're like you have specific chunks of story um and elements that you're like connecting and and almost like fractaling out to try to discover and link everything and the game only ends once you've linked all of the different kinds of uh game elements that sounds very awesome yeah it's very cool super cool I'm very excited to see um, because and like the thing, at least as of where we it, we left it at the end of Metatopia, um, if like everyone sits down and, and, and like this is the example that I used of like or that we used of like if I'm if I want to bring Fast and the Furious into our shared world that we're discovering and you want to bring in Marvel Comics and someone yeah. else wants to bring in Disney, then when we're like when we're going on the adventure to sort of like you 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 intentionally are trying to build this web or this was the version of the game that we talked about 
I don't know. I'm sure he's done some game design on it since, but like you were yeah. trying to like intentionally build towards connecting to Fast and the Furious. And when that's the case, I am the person. I'm the person who's brought Fast and the Furious to try to connect into this web. Um, I would GM those sessions to build the world for you to like investigate into. But if you, if we're going to try to connect towards the um, towards Marvel Comics, then we say. And you're the person who brought that. Then you were the one who jammed that. It was very. It was a very interesting. Like, like that's really cool sounding. You would, you would sit down and say, "Who is the character, or what is the connect?" Like uh, the one that I'm that I'm thinking of now is like, "What is we have Fast and the Furious? We have Saturday morning cartoons. What's the connection between them?" The answer is is Wacky Racers or Speed Racer. And so then you play a session in in a Speed Racery world that is the connection between those two things. Or if you, um, or if we're trying to connect like Fast and the Furious to DC Comics, uh, then maybe it's a thing that is that's all about family because Fast and the Furious is all about family, and Batman is all about how he lost his parents, and so then like that's the element that we're like you have to find. So then Batman is the element that's the connection between Fast and the Furious and DC Comics. And and I don't know. That's that. And and so it, it was all designed to be that you every player was sort of the owner of a, uh, a, a, a an archetype or a, a an element of story. And so you're trying to build this web by connecting things. And I like, and I love that moment where you're like trying to find how how to build that web. And so, in a different way, this game that we I think we just like workshopped a little bit is like helping create that web and that and then artificially build those moments where you're like oh i know how this person did this thing this is why because of this superpower yeah. they have that i just rolled on my table or we need someone to make the, these two characters not be friends anymore it's because this is the newcomer i rolled and they're the person who comes between them yeah that sounds that sounds really really cool yeah so everyone i gotta get uh, my hands on that game yeah, I don't know how far along into uh, developing it is, he is, but uh, we had like an incredible focus group, one of the best focus groups I've ever been in at Metatopia, and yeah, uh, we went from we like because he came in with um he did two focus groups I think, and he came into the first one with I'm not sure this is even a game, mm-hmm. like I, I this is I have this I rough idea, and then left that with I'm pretty sure we have a rough framework of how this should work. And then came into the second focus group with how should this work? And we workshopped a a way to make it play. And then he's obviously it's been months, so he's working on it. I think he's yeah. working. working. I've seen him talk about it on Twitter. So that I, I don't know how I missed this, because I gotta I gotta check this out. It sounds very much up my alley. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that um But we're gonna compete with him now. Yeah. And uh, I think our, I think that I, think I don't think our games are actually com- no. Com- <laughs> yeah no, no I, like the game that he is talking about playing or the, this 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 game is is a it's explicitly a like campaign game yeah you play games you, like you play different uh, uh, the, the, play scenes, actually the, oh god I was I forgot one of the things that we walked away with was this idea that it was almost like a book club where like uh-huh. if you say cool. we're trying to next time we're trying to make the connection towards the um towards the Disney element thing in yeah. the, in the background well then the Disney person who owns that concept will say here's the movies you should watch um and then we'll all come back and have some shared knowledge that's neat. or go read this book that I love 
um, and or these chapters of the, like this this whatever. And so you yeah. sh- it's a way it was a way to not only um, play a cool game and share and like solve a mystery, but also how to introduce your friends to the things that you're passionate about. Yeah, which is a cool element of it. That's very cool. It is, yeah. So I think that there there's a lot of like very interesting. This is why like this has been on my brain for so long because there's a lot of like cool movement in storytelling games. Yeah. Um, and that's like that's the thing that I like a lot. Let's let's move on this. I'll start a Google Doc tonight, and we can start uh, yeah tinkering away. Yeah, definitely. So Coming I had a whole soon bunch from of other Stockholm hack and roll games. <laughs> a game finally. Yeah. After like four years. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I had a whole bunch of other items to talk about, but I think that this was time <laughs> we took over. spent. Um, I like this. <laughs> so I have some other things uh, for next episode, or if, um, hopefully people will send us some questions, and then we can talk about some questions. Um, yeah. If you, I will, so I will be tweeting about the, the link to where you can fill out that, um, and you can find that being retweeted by our group Twitter account at Stop Hack and Roll, or I will probably retweet it as myself at End the Meltdowns. I probably won't retweet it because I try to like really manage my brand, and that's at Leon Gambetta. Yeah. If not. you'd like to email us a question, don't do that. Use the form, please. Yeah. But if you want to email us for another reason, try James or Brandon at stopbackandroll.com. Um, you can find links to our episodes, uh, actually the episodes themselves, and links to some of the, the games we were working on maybe four years ago when I last updated the website <laughs> uh, at stopbackandroll.com. That's on my list of things to fix this year. Uh, make that website a little better. If you like the show and would like to help other people find it, uh, tell them about it. Uh, if you want to do a thing that podcasters thinks makes people find their show but probably doesn't, <laughs> then give us a rating or review on iTunes. I believe that it's an extremely effective way to help people find your show for the first three weeks yeah. uh, that the show exists. And after that, it's less helpful. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. but we say it anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, we make this show, uh, this podcast, and all of our podcasts with the help of our Patreon, with the support of our Patreon backers. Uh, and so I'd like to welcome a new backer, Joshua Denman, um, and as well as thank some of our old favorites like Rich Howard, Oliver Perks, Refined Ursine, Alpha Luce, Jeff Stormer, who we talked about a whole bunch in this episode, <laughs> Shaban Gartland, Phil Ulrich, Joshua Tant, and Lon Niedermeyer. If you'd like to help us support our show, if you'd like to help support our show financially um, and check out some of our like pilots whenever we do new shows and, and some sometimes some uh, insider information, check us out at patreon.com slash stop and roll. If you would like to support us in a non-monetary way, consider joining our community and becoming part of the stop back and roll hive mind that creates these episodes. Uh, you can find that at tinyurl.com slash shr discord. Uh, if you... Uh, are looking for some cool games, check out Descent into Midnight, check out Princess World, and uh, very soon, check out Pasión de los Pasiones. Yeah, do it. Yeah. They're all great games. I'm so excited for all of them. I'm going to have all of them on my shelf. Yeah, I do too. I will. I will too. God. I will. Yeah. <laughs> How does time work? I already have them. I'm in I the future. Have... We're yeah, actually exactly. recording this in um September of 2020. Well, We've sent it backwards in time. Well, we we rolled uh, we rolled time travel like uh, five yeah. times in a row. We, yeah, it's, a, it's gotten uh. re- pretty confusing. As you are telling one story and getting interrupted to tell another story and getting interrupted to tell another story, don't forget to stop and get interrupted and hack and get interrupted and roll. Mm-hmm.